You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. This track, so we're going to be talking about distractions, but I like to use the word distract when you have allowed things to cause you to get off track. May I ask you a question? With respect to your spirituality, uh, and, and be honest to yourself, to thy own self be true, with respect to you as, you guys may be seated, with respect to you as a believer, have you regressed or progressed in 2016? We are at the year's end. We're about to enter 2017. And I want you to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, did I grow this year or was there some spiritual decline? Now, one of two things happened. There's no gray area. Either you matured spiritually or there was a lot of immaturity taking place. You either went up or down. I can't get one amen on that. No, no, Israel, you either went up or down. Now, ask yourself. Now, if you're one who's honest with yourself and said, Pastor, I, I regressed. Hmm. Let me remind you, uh, if you remember in Exodus, in the Old Covenant, when Israel was about to come out of Egypt, they were told to gird up their loins because they were about to leave in haste. And what that girt up the loins mean, their garments were like a robe, or so much, pretty much like a robe, and they were real lengthy. So when they were told to gird up the loins, they would pull them up and tie it about their waist, whereby they could move freely or move in haste. So girl up, but Peter says this, gird up the loins of your mind. Remember, it was to tie your garment up. In other words, when Peter says, Turn, uh, uh, gird up the loins of your mind. He was literally talking to believers about preparing your minds for action, tying up all loose ends. <laughs> why? Because it's the loose ends that causes you to trip up. Now, why is this important? Because we're about to come out of 2016 and enter into 2017. And how you end the thing is a good indicator of how you will enter into something else. So if I go into 2017 distract, or if I end the year distract or distracted, you will enter into 2017 distract. So what are you saying? What is this teaching about? It's about tying up loose ends. Hmm. Now, Peter also, this is found in 2 Peter. Around uh, 2 Peter 1, around verse 12 and 13, he says this to the believers. He said that I will not be negligent in reminding you of things that you already know. Matter of fact, as long as I'm in this earthly tent, I deem it necessary to do this whereby you may be stirred in the faith. What do you mean? We should never get to the place or the point Despite how much we mature spiritually, how much we learn and grow, where we get tired of being reminded of doing what's right. 
and it is my job as your pastor to constantly remind you. Why? Because through that reminder, it's going to stir you up. Are you with me? So we can't neglect the basics or the basic, the basics, excuse me, of our faith. So, so why? Because why is it, why do you deem it necessary? Because when you hear certain things, I, I already know that. You, yeah, but knowing and doing are two different things. So you want to be stirred this morning. Hebrews 12, and I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 from the Amplified Version. What are we talking about? This tract. Okay, and if you give me a few minutes, just allow me. I'm going to give you, uh, and I use the word distraction, and we're going to use that as an acronym. We're going to share that, and you can finish. You could take your praise off of pause and continue uh, the cause. Amen? Hebrews 12, verse 1, and when I say begin reading, if you would, please just join me by reading out loud so those who are listening via live stream or by the way, via a CD can hear the whole verse. Amen. Ready? Let's read. Therefore, since Okay, it, that's the amplified version. My, seem like mine is reading different. Mine says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's, to God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off, listen to this, stripping off every unnecessary rate and sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us and with uh, endurance and active persistence. Let me listen to this. It says stripping off every unnecessary weight or every weight, I think the King James says, and sin that so easily beset us. A couple of things the writer of Hebrews is saying here. He said some things that distract you or some things that hinder you, it's not necessarily a sin, it's just a weight. Then on the other hand, some things are a sin. But whatever the case, he says, be it a, a, a weight that's not a sin or something that is a sin, if it causes you to be distracted, let it go. Are you with me? Now, the, the scripture says, which so easily beset us. Now, let me give you this. You got to listen now. That word easily, when you do an etymology study on this word, that word easy, this is what it means. Easy. Something that just easily, yeah, easy. So what he was saying, it doesn't take much to be distracted. That's why the scripture tells us to watch. <laughs> Guard your heart. Why? Because out of it flows the issues of life. Verse 2, looking away. Oh, this is the part I want to read. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. The first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority and completion of his work. Uh, go back at the first portion of verse two, looking away from all that distracts us. A couple of things he's saying here. First, the cloud of witnesses 
or our primogenitors or our earliest ancestors in the faith, those who went before us, those who preceded us in the faith, our patriarchs, those biblical characters. Their faith should serve as a constant reminder that when we endure hardship, be encouraged. So those cloud of witnesses are those who went before us. He's also saying, you're not in this alone. He's saying, you're not the first to face problems. But when problems come, look to those who endured the same thing that you endured. Notice, they were our primogenitors. Then you have progenitors, those that we are biologically connected to. And there are those that we are connected to biologically that we can all, I'm often reminded and think about the great Bishop James R. Rick Sr. When I may be at that point and I could just hear him say, son, you can make it. You can do this. Keep going. And I look at his life and things that he's experienced. What are you saying? Maybe it was big mama. Maybe it was a sister or brother that preceded you. Maybe it was a loved one. But there are others who endured and won. So when you go through, look at them. That's what, that's what he's saying. <laughs> because there's something about believers that we think there's no sacrifice. Matter of fact, verses 1 through 4, he's talking about the Christian life. When you say this, the Christian life involves sacrifice. So everything, now don't go looking for trouble. Just know how to handle it if it decides to show up. Now Jesus said in this word, you will have tribulations. In other words, there will be things to try to come and knock you off. But he also says, be a good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome the world. Then in 1 John 5, 4, it tells us that our faith gives us the victory. Our, going back here, our faith. So when you find yourself wanting to let go, look at, to someone else who held on. And maybe that will encourage you. The Christian life involves sacrifice. It requires us, listen to this. This is what he said in verse 1 and 2. It requires us to give up. Whatever, someone say whatever, endangers our relationship with the Lord. So if it's someone, now let me tell you, let, let me give you three possibilities that will cause you to be easily distracted. Someone, something, or somewhere. It's either going to be a person, a place, or a thing. <laughs> if you're distracted, it's usually because of a person, a place that you can't stay away from, or some type of thing. Ah. Good teaching, Pastor. See, now, see, you done shout it. See, that, that's why I, I had to cut it short because I, the longer I let you do it, the more fatigued you become. Now, a few minutes ago, you wanted to tear the club up. To, uh, well, wreck the church. Now, <clears throat> I need your participation. Get the brothers back there. Y'all sit. Yeah, they, but they tight. Y'all don't work them. They slumped over. <laughs> Notice he said, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus was focused. Pastor Paul said the same thing. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm striving for that. Mark, understand this. To live effectively, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. If you're going to be effective in this walk, keep your eyes on Jesus. Why? Because the moment you take your eyes off of Jesus, that's when you stumble and you fall. When, when I take my eyes off Jesus, that's why we encourage. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't be moved by sideshow distractions. Keep your eyes on Jesus. See, and here's the thing. The, the more you focus on self, the more distract you would be from the proper path. We can't make everything about us. And when you make everything about us, you will always be moved by someone, something, or somewhere. Now, what are we talking about? Distractions. Number one, 
You may be asking, well, Pastor, I see this, and you're telling me to lay, put aside every weight, every sin that so easily besets me. How do I know if I've been distracted? I'm glad you asked. So this is some indicators that would tell if you've been distracted. What do you mean? You've gotten off the main course of action. You left the road of success. You ready? Now, notice I prefaced this by asking the question, you either progressed or regressed. Did you ask yourselves? Who asked yourselves? Some of, y- some of y'all didn't want it, wasn't really ready to admit the truth. Guess what? Actions don't lie. So for those who didn't want to participate, now you got down here and shouted, but you didn't want to be honest with yourself. <clears throat> shout. Ain't no, so, so somebody got offended. See, that's why I don't want to shout. Because just the moment you shout, he can turn around and talk about your shout. Number one. <clears throat> So we're going to use the word distraction as an acronym. Number one, what's the first letter? D, how can I tell if I've been distracted? There's deviation. <clears throat> you deviate. And deviate means to depart or swerve from course of action. You break the pattern. You're no longer consistent at doing those things that you used to consistently do. You've deviated from the when you first received Jesus. Every Matter of fact, when the doors wasn't open, you wanted them to be open. You knew what time services were. You canceled other things. It was a priority then. But when you allow yourself to be distracted, you're not as consistent as you once were. So there's a bending in the rules. You go from Walking righteous to, you know, a little bit ain't going to hurt you. Yeah, you start bent seat now you're deviating. You ain't going to go to church all the time. Well, I know we're the church, but we're also the body of Christ. And we are members of the body. Therefore, there should be participation. We shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together with others. What's the use of having a nose if the nose cannot smell? Or refuse to smell. What's the use of having ears? So even though I'm a part of the body, there should be participation. So what's number one? There is deviation. So you you swerve or you depart from the original course of action. You break your pattern. It used to be a time all you wanted to do was discuss the word of God. Now you do good if you read a verse a week. Next. How can I tell if I've been distracted? There's isolation. You isolate yourself. What do you mean? There's withdrawal. There's separation. There's detachment. There is you disunite yourself. Now, look, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So this is not about condemning. It's about preparing my mind for action. I don't want to enter into 2017 distracted. So number two is isolation. What does that mean? There's withdrawal, detachment. You're here, but you're not here. Proverbs 18.1 Amplified says this. He, listen to this, he who willfully separates himself from God and man seeks his own desires. Desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. So he who isolates himself, again, he's made this about himself or herself. Next selfishness. How can I tell if I've deviated? How can I tell if, if I've been distract or distract the selfishness? What do you mean? You're concerned primarily about yourself. Only concerned about your own interests, your own welfare. Watch this, regardless of what others think. 
and can I say this? It matters, just like in the marketplace, whatever your position is, it matters when you don't show up. Just like in the body, it makes a difference when you don't show up, when you don't participate. See, that's selfish. You see, it's selfish just to be a part of the body in name only. No, I'm here for a reason. <laughs> you hear? Paul says this, that we should not only be concerned about our, this is in uh, Philippians 2, we should not be concerned about our own interests, but also about the interests of others also. Has it ever occurred we can do more when we have more? Participation, that is. Next, it causes, if you're tensed, that's a good sign that you're distracted. There's tension. What do you mean? There's a burden. There's strain there. That's why when you do too much, you stress yourself out. When you try to do 10 things simultaneously, you can't, you can't give equal attention to 5, 10 things at one time. Not even two things. Not equal attention. Somebody or something's going to be slighted. That's why when we keep God first, he helps us keep everything else in a proper perspective. And see, many are, are just like Martha. The scripture says that she was what? She was what? Distracted. Busy. Or uh, the, I think the original King James says careful, which in the Greek it means to be distract, distracted, to be pulled in many different directions. And give you a nugget, the same thing in Philippians 4 uh, when the scripture says be anxious for nothing. Where that word anxious, the original King James says uses the word careful. In the Greek it means to be distracted. So he said, be, don't allow anything to distract you. Don't allow anything to pull you into various directions. So that word anxious, worry, it literally means to be distracted. Wow. He says, be distracted for nothing. <laughs> so it causes tension. Oh, prime example, those of you in relationships, when he or she doesn't pay your attention, it doesn't make you tense. Does it not cause a strain? You can feel the tension. Yes, you can. Now, you don't wait it all day for him or her to get in and, and took your bubble bath and put your little Victoria's Secret outfit on or the bras them, put your little stuff on. And then, then when they, they just flop in the bed, turn over and go to sleep. You, that, wait, hold up. Do you not smell me? Do you not see this thong that I, I, that I don't like to wear, but I put it on just for you? Do you not? Did I say thong? Okay, well. You know that's not a sin, right? Okay, y'all looking like. No, notice, it causes tension. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 12, 25, 26 message. Listen to this. Listen to this. Now, we're talking about in relation for the believer and you connect to the body. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enter into the exuberance. So, in other words, when, when, when I think the original translation says, when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. So, it does make a difference when I'm distracted because it stifles the momentum. Ah. <laughs> uh. Next, so now let, let me back up. Let's do a little review. Number one, if you're distracted, a good sign is there is what? Deviation. Number two, there is isolation. You come sometimes, you're done, you come. And it, listen, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. No, you, you're just distracted. We're not talking about work or something. You, you're just distracted. 
It's hot today. It's going to be 95. I'm going today. Yeah, it's 36 degrees. I ain't leaving. I'm going to live stream. You're distracted. It's raining. You're distracted. Because if he called at 3 a.m. and it's literally raining cats and dogs, give me about 15 minutes. I'll be there. Sound like I got some witnesses in the house. He right. He right. He right. So, number one, there is a, there's deviation. Number two, you, there's isolation. Number three, number four, number five, it causes retardation. See, see, come on, guys. Retard just means to slow down. So, it, it causes retardation, or, or there's retardation in place. What do you mean? You, you don't move as fast as you used to. In other words, there is a delay in the development process. A, a good sign of this, when Paul talked to those at Corinth, because they were so bound that they, they refused, or th there was a problem divorcing the culture as is today from which they came. He said, man, there are certain things I can't even share with y'all because y'all are still acting like immature babies. In other words, there's too much retardation going on. In other words, things that are slowing you down. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.